Hello, all you radiant beings, all you brilliantly glowing beings of light. Welcome to Hobo Safe Camp. I'm Mark. I'm your camp host. I'm welcome to Open Lines Radio. We're back on the air after about a week off. It's great to be back. It's great to be uh, getting back to these virtual campfire episodes. Uh, that what we just heard right there was uh, the uh, artist formerly known as Chris Gruden. Uh, also known as Almagraph. Um, that's who we're going to be listening to today. Uh, episode 17 of the Hobo Safe Camp Virtual Campfire was originally re- originally recorded uh, or originally broadcast on uh, September 17th, 2016. So just a little, just over uh, two years ago, by a couple days. And it, I was listening to it, listening to it earlier today, and it's a trip. It's a walk down memory lane because Chris and I have actually become uh, pretty good friends. We fall in and out of uh, touch, like most people do, as we go through life. But he's one of those energies that I feel connected to out there in the world, where uh, I feel like uh, I don't know the the when when we do get together, it's like we're good we're good friends, but we don't really need to be up in each other's lives. I like those those relationships. It's fun. Uh, those, those you you know you're connected, and you're almost like you don't need to be in constant communication because you you just know you know how each other's doing. And I'm just just got me thinking that Chris and I have gotten together for meals a couple of times with groups of people, and it might be time to do that. It might be time for another dinner with friends, maybe uh, sometime around Thanksgiving. Uh, maybe in the Los Angeles area, or maybe San Diego. So I don't know if you're interested. If you you'd be interested in getting together with a group of like-minded people, we did a uh, we've done a couple dinner with friends and in Los Angeles, and it's been pretty fun. And the people that turn out are awesome. And I actually think some lifelong friends are formed at these dinners. So I think we should do one in Sept- in uh, not September in November. Let me know if you think you can make it. I don't know somewhere on in uh, Southern California. <laughs> um, We'll come up with the date and time. Just put that in your head. Put that. Set the intention that that's something that's going to happen, and that's something that you are going to join us in. What else? Um, open lines radio. Well, there's been there's some changes coming up. There's going to be some new programming, uh, some new programs. Uh, we're developing some new things, and also you should check out artbellisdead.com. And from there, you can click a link that says shop. I think it says shop Open Lines Radio. And from there, you can go to um, the store, the Open Lines Radio store. And uh, if you listened to The Sainted Path a couple weeks ago, you heard uh, Soraya talk about uh, my book, uh, Hobo Stew for the Wandering Soul. And you can pick that up there. um, Some other things that I've written. Uh, There's a a book, an e-book called... um, the Mercurial Word by, uh, I think that's what it's called, by uh, C.R. Tennant. And um, C.R. Tennant is actually Holly's pseudonym. So I'm putting that out there. I'm breaking, I'm, I'm, the, I'm leaking that information that if you would like to read some of Holly's reading, um, pick up that ebook. It's really great. Uh, what else? Um, oh, so one of the things I'm going to be doing here on Open Lines Radio is we're going to be doing a, a, a weekly tarot reading. So every week I'll pick somebody to uh, come on the air and we'll, we'll I'll read their cards, spend an hour going through their cards and broadcasting it live. And 
So, so in honor of that, or so, so if, if, if that's something you're into, you'd be interested. Also, I'm going to also, I can also do those privately. So you can, you can go to that open lines radio store, um, by clicking the link in artbellisdead.com, or you can go to openlinesradio.storenvy.com, I believe is what it is. But you can, you can uh, book a tarot reading. We do it over Skype. It takes an hour. Or also, uh, we've been talking on uh, Open Lines Radio a lot about active listening, and you can book an active listening session with me if that's something you would like to do, and all the uh, proceeds from anything sold or services rendered from that site go to uh, keeping this thing going. And, um, yeah, so tune in. Tune in for that's one of the exciting things. We're going to do a tarot readings on here. What else? What else is new? Um, I don't know. We're coming to you from this new studio in Fallbrook. We're no longer in Rainbow. Open Lines Radio has moved not very far, about 10 miles. But uh, it was time. It was time for some new energy. It was time to uh, get out of the ruts that the old place was keeping us in. And they weren't necessarily bad ruts. They were ruts that got us to where we are. They were... They. It's just that there wasn't, there wasn't room for change. Sometimes when you, you are in a place... A physical place for long enough you you lose the ability to change um, spiritually or etheric etherically and sometimes you need a physical move and the, the energy is really great here and I'm really excited for for what's to come so I've been rambling along here long enough I think we're gonna listen to Chris uh, like I said this was recorded about two years ago um, I don't know, I'm just going to let him talk, because it's, I, I, I was listening to, to it today, and I really think you're going to like it, uh, so uh, enjoy. From the heart of Los Angeles, to your perfect ears, wherever you happen to be sitting, breaking through a traffic jam of Wi-Fi signals, and cell phone signals, and radio waves, and a maze of electrical currents to make its way home to you, through a tin can telephone spread from the pillow fort to your hiding place. Mr. Chris Gruden, ramble on. I'm just a rambling hobo. I ramble all along. I'm just a rambling hobo, I ramble all along, ain't got no one to love me, no place to call my home. The thing that draws me to your your art and the things that you post on Instagram is they, they come across to me as like snapshots from another dimension. Like, um, even the quotes that you use, I mean, your writing does too. Your, the stuff that you write is awesome. But even the quote, the quotes kind of seem like they're going through the airwaves and you're like pulling them out like they're like a radio wave almost is what it feels like to me. Is that, it, it feels, it feels like, it, it feels like it's like, is, are, that, are those your peerings into other dimensions or like, what is your, your art to you? Like, what are you going after? Is that, am I hitting it there? You, you actually are. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say channeling or anything like that, but it's like, it's definitely downloads. It, um, I approach my art and um, my writings and my music as a, a very ritualistic thing. And um, 
yeah, I, I fall into, you know, I use meditation and um, certain practices to kind of like get into that, tap into it. And um, I mean, for me, the biggest ego death, I mean, considering all the psychedelic drugs and all the yoga and all the meditation I've done, the biggest ego death for me has come from, you know, really pursuing my art and my music. Um, because sometimes I, I sit back and I finish something and I'm like, I didn't do that. Right. I, I, I didn't do that, you know, like this. So it's, it's definitely a very special process for me. I know, I know exactly what you mean because sometimes people will come at me uh, ask me, hey, you know that reading you did for me? And I'll, I really don't. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. sorry, I don't remember anything I've written. It's that same feeling of like, whoa, that, that just happened. And um, Yeah. So it, that, it's kind of like when you're driving and you space out for a minute and you come back to you and you're like, holy shit, <laughs> I've been driving yeah. for 15 minutes and I haven't been paying attention at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um... Yeah, it's it's been a trip. Um, it's definitely a cool process. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you're completely enigmatic to me, which is kind of why I wanted to talk to you because it's like, and and maybe it's by design or naturally, I'm not sure. But like you, I I don't know much about you. I, I know you as I've seen the universe through your eyes through your art, but I don't know much about you. Um, are you? Is this how you make a living? Um, no, it's not. It's definitely just a, it's just, a side job. It's just yeah, it's the just, release. It's the release. That's awesome. That's why it's so pure, probably. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm trying to you know move in that direction because I've been getting you know requests on like where where can I you know pick up a poster or whatever. So it'd be it'd be nice, and that was never my plan. It was just a hobby. Right. So um, yeah, man. Right. Well, with the, with the music too, because I don't I don't know too much about your music what do you have yes the music's coming the music's coming this week yeah i did see a post but, that you said coming soon i believe yeah i can't <laughs> wait to share it i definitely i can't wait to share it so all right we'll, we'll keep that under wraps we don't want to we don't want to uh you don't want to talk too much about that right now do you um well i mean all i'm going to say is that i'm going to start sharing it on a, right. a wider audience it's always been kind of like i said my you know close the door to my bedroom and i don't leave for a few days and just make a bunch of music and art and it was just kind of my therapy if you will nice. and this is the first time i'm sharing it with people um I've, I've always been somewhat of an underachiever and kind of just oh yeah it's just you know my art it's not no big deal and now i'm finally getting the balls to kind of present it <laughs> Right. Yeah. Um, I I think as an artist, um, half the battle is releasing the creativity, and the other fifty percent is having the courage to present it. Yeah, you think you think there's that's almost as therapeutic, isn't it? The putting it out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because because you do it's there's that there's that ego death again. Now you have to first you have to lose the ego to let it come in, and then you have to lose the ego to take the criticisms. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. You you put yourself in a very vulnerable place when you present your creative creations, and yeah. You have, I bet you haven't had a lot of negative. Your stuff so, well, it's you know it's it's so, it's, it it targets such a particular audience. I think I think it's more you know people who are kind of in that star seed <laughs> mentality who are already kind of like when they see it they know what they're looking into. Yeah, and I've. Uh... Yeah, I, I took that route. I took that path, 
and um, I know in the process I kind of like lost connection with people, especially from like high school and like old friends who are like, "What's with him? Is he okay?" Like, <laughs> so I, I and, and you know it was well worth it because I've connected with such amazing people, and like if those old friends think I'm crazy, then shit, you know. <laughs> But um, I'm trying to make it a little more accessible because I know the whole super deep spiritual approach isn't for everyone. Well, I don't know that you need to. That's why I I, I think, you know, if if you don't get the art, you don't get the art. <laughs> you right. Know, it's not right. for everybody. Yeah. It's not for everybody. So, no, I think it's your stuff's awesome. I can't wait to hear it with the uh, the music attached. Thank you, brother. Um, You... you, you 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 talk a lot about or you hashtag a lot in your Instagram uh, 432 hertz and 528 hertz. What do the, what do those mean to you? Um, I mean it's a, a pure frequency. I'm not going to go too deep into it because I know it could be kind of controversial. Right. Um, I know maybe maybe one of these episodes we can do a, a controversial <laughs> Spend episode. It all on that. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. But um, yeah, just a pure frequency and um, yeah. Well, I want to tell you why why it sticks out to me on your stuff, and because you hashtag that those that pure frequency, and it's like, I think your the 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 way your art the way I perceive your art is kind of at that pure frequency. It's almost like you're visualizing your work at that frequency, because I think I think that visual art and um, and and music are kind of higher forms of communication and purer forms of communication than words. And even right. the words you use are very, it's very minimal, and you can tell they're, they're, they're very, like, there's intent behind every word, you know, and it's like there's no, there's no fluff, it's, it's a pure message, so it's like, I think like, that, those frequent, that frequency like, comes through like, your eyeballs when you're looking at the stuff you do. Yeah, I, I, I can't really tell you exactly what happens <laughs> uh, during the creative process, you know, um. But um, it's definitely from a higher self type situation. And, um, yeah, I, I, I surrender myself to whatever that energy is. Right on. Right yeah. On. Right on. So what are – how do, how do you, you, you go about getting your images? Are they all images you take? Do you use stock images on top of them? Um, I try to take as many original photos as I can. And I try to keep it, you know, as organic as possible. But um, I do use, you know, stock photos in a crunch when I need quick inspiration. Right, or just when, um, you know, there's stuff you can't get a photograph of. <laughs> yeah. Know, like space. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I've been, um, I've been doing a lot of hand-drawn stuff and trying to incorporate that more into the mix. Because you can, you can lose yourself in your, those images. There's so much going on in them. Yeah, there's, I, I just, my whole thing is, is layering and exposure, and um, it's, I create a, a blanket of textures, if you will, and um, yeah, they, they, I create this dimension to it, I mean, this is all new to me, I started doing this in the last year, wow. and um, I learned the tools, and I just ran with it, um, and I was in my garage one day, just kind of making some stupid collage, and just cutting stuff out of a of newspapers and magazines and like you know like gluing them on this <laughs> on this cardboard and um i'm like oh this is kind of cool and i i noticed that my brain kind of like tapped into the same pattern as when i make music and i'm like all right something is going on here like 
and I never thought of myself as like a visual artist because like, I could never draw. Like, I just I like, couldn't like do it. So I kind of like was just like, ah, oh, fuck that, you know. Maybe in the next <laughs> lifetime. Yeah. That's but how I feel. Uh, and then I'm like, wait a second, you know, maybe I could do something just like my own style of art and um i picked up you know the technology to do it on computers and um sure enough I, it just kind of clicked yeah and, um it's just become like a daily thing yeah i think i think you've got a little fan base it seems like <laughs> that there are people every day that are kind of yeah, helping them get helps people get through the day that little dose of of your art it's it's such a blessing it, i just I never thought this would go in this direction like, as far as my, my creative art career. Um, so, yeah, yeah it, it's, it, I was not expecting this. That's cool. So it's fun. It's fun. That's cool. Well, I mean, other than that, you've got other things going on too, right? Like, like you were talking to me about uh, pre preparing dinner <laughs> one night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is that something that, that uh, is a passion of yours? Um, well, Ayurveda is yeah. definitely a passion of mine. Um uh, I, I mean, I don't know where to start with. I mean, I guess I'll just, I had a lot of, I had a very toxic lifestyle, if you will, for many, many years. And um, I slowly came out of it. And um, yoga, um, responsible psychedelic drug use, and um, Ayurveda kind of like reversed all that for me. And... Um, Ayurveda was mainly like the healing tool. And um, basically what Ayurveda is, is um, your medicine, or your, I'm sorry, your food is your medicine. So everything you eat is going to heal you in some way or another. And our bodies have, are made up of the five different elements, fire, water, air, ether. And um, we dial in on those compositions of our body and we nurture our body to balance the fire or balance the ether. And it's absolutely fascinating. I had some really bad ailments in my um, upper and lower digestive system. That doctors told me, oh, yeah, you're going to live with this for the rest of your life. This is a condition that 80-year-olds develop. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, what do you mean? It's, and there's like, there's no cure. Sorry. Like, here's this uh, experimental IBS medication. Uh, run along. And I'm like, oh, my God. Dude. Like, oh, my God. This is, you know, this isn't real. Like, because it was just extremely painful, extremely uncomfortable. Yeah. And um, thank God I, I linked up with one of my yoga teachers, and she I, I just started learning Ayurveda. And I, I dived in head first, and sure enough, about after two months of really committing to it, I healed those ailments. Cool. And um, I truly believe, I'm not trying to be like corny or nothing, but I truly believe that this Ayurveda could heal the world. So, so it's basically like, is it mindful eating? Is that like being in tune with what's going on in your body and eating the right kind of foods to balance yes. what's going on? Yeah, I mean, um, basically everything we put in our body, food, water, herbs, whatever it may be, has an energetic quality to it. And um, for basics, hot or cold. And um, you eat for the seasons. So right now it's fall. There's a lot of ether element, a lot of air element. Things dry out, it gets windy, the trees die. And we need warm, moist, nourishing foods. So think of think of your body as a tree in the fall. It's getting super dry and kind of cracked, and it's losing its leaves. So what would be good for that? Moisture, warm, moist stuff to kind of like bring vitality 
and moisture back to that tree. Yeah, because so, a tree would be exposed and getting in cold and yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So I mean, it, it's a good that's a good approach to think of your body as a tree throughout the seasons. That always works for me because at first it's a little confusing, but um. So yeah. are there are there certain foods that you know? I mean, like what, or is it just? I mean, I mean, I don't really know much about it other than the one time you said you were going to cook me the meal. So like, I'm yeah. still, and I'm still going to take you up on that. But, um, like, like what 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 are the types of food? Like, what what's an example of of a food well, you would eat as a medicine? Well, first of all, you figure out your body's composition. So for me, I'm a super skinny dude, and I have a lot of air and ether element and secondary a lot of fire so um i have to base it on that so in the summer my fire element gets out of whack and i get like acid indigestion and like um the psychological quality that comes with that is um, irritation and irritability and anger and with the air element it's anxiety and with um the earth element is depression so um where was I going with this? So, yeah, for the summer, let's say, for example, um, you have a lot of heat and um, you want to cool it off. You eat um, greens are cooling, melon, fennel, coriander. There's a whole list of cooling foods that you kind of have to study and memorize. Um, and you could also base it on color, cooling colors. Um, I mean, you study this after a while and you kind of walk into a grocery store and you vibe out with the colors and like yeah dude you gravitate toward like what you need it's it's a really really amazing practice yeah yeah I, I actually do think that would help a lot of people i think that would help me i need to actually yeah man um so like for right now the fall you would need things like avocados and bananas those warm moist like nuts and oatmeals and make sure everything is uh please, don't, please don't make me eat another avocado oh yeah <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm man. But um, it, it's super interesting. I, I, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm probably rambling right now. But no, I'm no, it's no. I'm totally. I no. I've been wanting. I've been wanting to uh, to look into it more. And I, and I also think people listening, it, it's really helpful. Um, it, it works. Like I'm not gonna sit here and say like the paleo diet works. Any of these other. I'm not saying they don't. But I, I just have not. I've, I'm a health nut, and like I've tried every single diet. None of them really worked, but Ayurveda is super effective. Um, not just physically, but mentally. I'm gonna I'm gonna look into that because um, my recently my my big problem is uh, carbs. <laughs> so, okay. So and, and sugar, and so just but just like two weeks ago, my wife and I were like we're cutting out carbs and we're cutting out sugar, and the first few days mm. were pretty harsh, but just the change in my body in two weeks from cutting out just that, but now like talking to you if i were to really get in tune i could probably really fine-tune some things yeah i would say that you if i had to guess you have a a, a fire imbalance you have a lot of heat going on oh yeah in your organism <laughs> so um yeah you got to cool it down Just the same thing you know the indigestion and the yes yeah so you need your um your melons watermelon honeydew cantaloupe are great uh cilantro's Stuff like that. I'll shoot you a list of foods. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna look into it too on my own, and I think anyone listening should too. That's. I just think, I I just think it. You know, in this this community, everyone's kind of like sensitive um, mm. in different ways, and you know, like we're, I mean, and I mean sensitive just in like our we're our, 
we're sensitive and just our just in the world you know like we, yeah. we pick up on things so easily and so it's right. kind of like this barrage and so it does i think it comes out in a lot of people's health um especially you know empathic people and mm-hmm. uh, empathetic people and and psychic people and artists just even just artists because you know the sensitivities are so open and i think a lot of people have health problems that i think probably could be cleared up with just a change in diet i i totally agree and a lot of our soul tribe if you will like people on these uh spiritual paths they they possess a lot of ether and a, and a lot of uh, air imbalance and this ayurveda will ground you it'll just connect you to the earth and just um eliminate that anxiety that comes with too much ether and um i actually just read last night that you know i don't do channeling i don't do anything psychic or you know medium stuff but um, i know plenty of people who do and um it it creates like i was saying a huge ether imbalance and it could um ravage the body i wasn't aware of this like i read this uh, article about this lady who channeled seth or some um i don't know she, she channeled some some person that connected with your past relatives that passed away and stuff and she died of um arthritis because she was just constantly dipping in and out of the ethers but she was like real deal like doing it as a living every day so and i wasn't aware of that i'm like wow that it takes a toll on the physical organism oh yeah oh yeah well i think even just even even if you're not you know specifically channeling or or working with psychic at the psychic level i mean even even just artists i think you know it's a lot of energy people don't people don't understand the energy that goes into just writing. You're just writing a paragraph yeah. Yeah. is is physically draining. Yes, yeah. It's just it's a lot of um it's a lot of fire. I mean all all writing and all brain sparking is, is like you use a lot of fire. And then like when I, you're I, on I feel, I feel the fire in in your writing. Yeah, stuff. yeah. And when you're on when you're on you you're getting that adrenaline rush, you know, and you're up yeah. and you're going and then once it's done, there's that come down, you know, that letdown at the end. There's a, a beautiful dynamic to your writing, very, very eloquent, and like people just people don't realize you're you're not just pulling cards, you're you're pulling cards and you're obviously like very effective. You, you're amazing at what you do. I, I was a non-believer of <laughs> tarot for so long, and um, I've had very close friends be like, "Dude, you need to get a reading from this dude." Like, <laughs> and so. That, but not just that, but the way you present the readings is fucking dope. Thanks. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, uh, I think the secret is to uh, demystify the cards. You know, it's like they're just, they're pieces of cardboard with a with a archetype on it. You know, and so it's like I like to use look at the cards and lay them out. So, I mean, it's I I, I they kind of just present a, an outline. You know, there's we're always changing in life so i always try to have change from the beginning of a reading to the end of the reading and it's basically changing through the archetypes of the cards but i try not to focus on the cards so much it's more of like all right here are the cards now what's the story and staying true to the story that's coming out of the ethers more than paying attention to what's on the cards and it's been really effective <laughs> yeah no i i dig it man and like um I mean, obviously, you, you do readings for one person, but it applies to 
so many people, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's I love that aspect of it. It's it's we're just we're all we're all connected. <laughs> so let me ask you, when did sure. you uh hop on the spiritual path? Was it something like since you were a little kid you kind of felt it all around you or was it something that happened like a grand awakening midway through your life or Well, no, I I I grew up in a in a Mormon home. Okay. <laughs> and, and that wasn't uh like that kind of stuff wasn't really like we just didn't even it wasn't talked about it wasn't known i yeah. don't really believe in anything other than you know what you're taught as a child by your parent and mm-hmm. then and then somewhere in my teenage years i kind of i left that and and but i see i grew up in utah and in okay. utah you get married young uh-huh. and so i got married really young and i had kids really young and it just never was a thing but then in my early thirties, I got divorced and met my current wife and that's when everything opened up. So she always has had that. She's always been kind of the weird one in her family. You know, she's mm-hmm. always been, um, I mean, I've always been the black sheep in my family, but not for these reasons. She's, this is the reason she's the black sheep in her family. Uh, although they're coming around to it more and more through the years as they're seeing that it's not really satanic and it is mm-hmm. more about, just being kind, you know, right. which is kind of weird how that, how, how you can see how it's, I almost think it's like the, the psychiatry profession that's trying to put the evil in the tarot cards because they're actually, you could solve a lot more, I think with people with a deck of cards than you could going into therapy every day, but I would never recommend that. I don't <laughs> give medical <laughs> advice. Um, but, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. And so, she was the awakening in me, but she, but it took a long time. It took, you know, eight years of her, like, I, I, that was her thing. That was something she did. And then, um... Wh- she did as in tarot? or just... tar- Yeah, yeah, she does tarot. She, but she didn't do it professionally, you know. That was just, it was just kind of like what she was into. Okay. She was always into that, uh, like, occult type of stuff and kind of witchy type of things and, and that kind of thing. And... and and it was always just like, yeah, that's that's her thing. But in my own head, it was like kind of just like letting her do it. You know what I mean? Like the, in the traditional man and woman role, it's like, oh, yeah, letting her have her thing, you know. And then, um, I don't know, it just like starts rubbing off on me, started rubbing off on me. And I found myself in a position where I didn't have a job. And here was an opportunity to work at a psychic telephone line mm-hmm. <laughs> where, she, where she was actually had been working on. And so I picked up a deck of cards, and I just kind of self-learned them. And uh, this was probably two years ago. So let me ask you. So prior to meeting um, your current wife, Holly, yeah, you didn't really, you weren't really aware of the. I wasn't even aware intuitive powers that you possess or intuitive. No, I mean, I, I mean, I was, I, the writing. I was more focused on being a writer. At that mm-hmm. point, I mean, I, I went to call, I might have a, a degree in English and I have a master's degree in creative writing. Right on. And so I've always been focused on writing and kind of script writing was kind of my main thing. Uh, my, my focus in grad school was screenwriting. And so I was always just kind of focused on writing and I never really added the spiritual metaphysical part until kind of later in life. Although I shouldn't say that because my master's thesis was a screenplay about, um, a physicist who finds a portal to heaven. So, I mean, I've, I've always kind of been there, you know. I dig it. <laughs> but, 
but it was always I wasn't really focused on that as a lifestyle, more as kind mm -hmm. of like a thing that's out there. Mm -hmm. um, and so yeah, but so it's just been pretty recently. Um, and then, and then just last it was just last September that we I started reading on Instagram, um, just almost out of necessity, just you know being without a job, and and I was just posting stuff at first, and people seemed to like it. So I was like, well, let's see if we can. I, what I like about it is making money without having to produce something. Mm. You know, something t like you not having to use resources, not having right. to to um, you know. Even um, my wife also has a a store where she sells smudges and yeah, and yeah, that kind of stuff. And and even that, it kind of we're still we're struggling with where to go with it because it's like uh, it's like all right, well you order and, yeah shipping yeah. and now we have to drive to the post office and then the, it's got to be shipped and there's more. CO2 into the environment to, yeah, to yeah. send you something that you could have gotten locally yet you know what I mean and so it, even though it wouldn't have been this but so I don't know we're kind of struggling with with uh, you know the use the use of resources so I liked being able to like make money kind of appear out of the air with yeah, yeah. with writing I, I hear you <laughs> and so and and then even where we live um, on the farm I trade work for rent so like the work I I work for rent so it's like there's even another i always try to remove money exchange of money from all the equations as many equations as possible so it's not an actual handing money over to the landlord it's just i just work nice yeah man it, it seems like a really rad spot out there yeah uh, rainbow yeah yo Kinda rainbow is awesome away. yeah rainbow is awesome rainbow is awesome well you're in la though right i'm in los angeles but yeah. you what's your you, do you have a love hate relationship with LA because I noticed you went to yeah. Idaho the other day and you were like fuck you LA I'm out <laughs> <laughs> I, I I do man I'm, I, I've been here for the last 10 years and you know when I first got here I would feed off the energy you know the, the, it's just it's a high energy place man. Yeah, and, oh, and you, you I, can I ride that energy yeah. but I don't live there so that's why I love it there <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you can dip into it whenever you uh -huh. want and you know always something to do um, thriving music scene thriving art scene uh, it's fun. It's charming. It's it's got this charisma to it. But um, after ten years, I'm just like, dude, like it's it's just too much. Um, the pollution. Um, I, I literally can feel like the fucking Wi-Fi towers and like the cell tower. <laughs> like it's just. Yeah. Um, I go down the. Um, I have family and friends in Orange County, and I go down there to just get away from that shit. Sometimes spend a couple days down there, and I'll be driving back up to LA on the freeway, and I could feel it literally closing in on me and um it's so uh, i don't know i don't know whatever happened something kind of just is not agreeing with my body my or my organism so i've thought about that recently is is like the more people that are i think of all the signals now that are going through the oh, air we uh, have to be i mean they have to be having some kind of effect <laughs> you know i have a, a teacher um she is now, she works with um, neurosurgeons, and she's seen a, a huge increase of younger people with brain tumors, and she firmly believes that this is due to cell phones, and, uh, you know, there's, like, that. very light studies in regards to that, um, nothing's fully proven, but, dude, I mean, this, I mean, <laughs> you drive down the street up here in LA, and, like, this, the roofs of all these apartment complexes have dozens and dozens of satellites. And there's the cell phone towers all over the place. And 
How can we not be picking that stuff up? Well, yeah, and think of all the the TV studios and stuff broadcasting yes. nonstop out of there too. So uh, I dipped out to to Idaho, and I definitely felt this tremendous decompression. What part of Idaho did you go to? Uh, Boise, Idaho. Okay. Yeah, it's nice there. Yeah, met up with um, some family. Um, my lovely friend Heidi J, an amazing, amazing healer. Check her out. Um, but yeah, Boise, Idaho. Um, and I just went up to McCall, just basically got a rental car and we'll just drive around and explore. Nice. And, um, cause you're a big John Muir yes. guy, right? So like there, there's clearly when you read, when you, and I, I kind of like the, the juxtaposition as well, where you have kind of these electronically produced visualizations with this quote, a beautiful quote about nature. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's, I'm, yeah, it's, uh, for me, that's my quickest way to God, is a walk through the wilderness, um, not obviously, you know, meditation and yoga and, uh, different methods, but this is the the purest, most effective way for me, um, is to just connect with nature. And then then when you come back, are you feeling better? How long does it take before you're wigging out again? about a week about a week but it's it's well worth it you know yeah Uh, it's just planting my root i I think my my root chakra had been tremendously out of balance and and it still is so um dipping in the nature walking with my bare feet on the unmanipulated earth is, is huge for me yeah that's that's a big thing that that nobody ever does yeah Nobody ever yeah. takes their shoes off outside. <laughs> yeah, it's, they, they say we need 10, 15 minutes of yeah. uh, feet on the bare earth a day, which, like, who does that? Who gets around to that? I don't know, man. There are so many creepy, crawly things out here that I wouldn't dare <laughs> be out barefoot around here. Oh, yeah, uh, down on the, on the ranch? On, yeah. It's crazy how you look down and how many spiders. You, the, the, the ground moves. You can, if you sit down to meditate, you'll suddenly just see the ground just start moving and you think you're you think you're having some kind of a trip but then you look closer and it's just insects it's yeah. crazy um but let me ask you like what what kind of spiritual practices do you conduct to build a foundation to walk on well i, I know you do your writing and I know yeah. you tear it is i mean and i know uh, your wife i don't know her name Holly, she, yeah, she's... Oh, she does a lot of yoga and she's, she's a bit... She's big into ritual. She's <laughs> all about ritual. She's got the things that she does. I'm kind of the opposite. It's almost like my ritual is non-ritual. You know, I try to stay away from... I kind of like try to absorb everything and stay away from everything. Uh, I spend, you know, six hours a day out in the grove by myself, mm. um, usually mm. with my headphones on. And so that's kind of like... I, I feel like lately, like, my writing has really, and even my insight <laughs> and has really been sharp. Because I do, I spend four to six hours a day, or sometimes eight hours a day, driving around this property on a quad, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with just, with, like, there's orange, blo- there's orange, you know, it's just, you can smell the orange in bloom, and you can, the citrus, and the, and there's avocados, and we're watering, so, that, you know, there's moisture in the air. And yeah. I, I just caught myself yesterday. I was driving around. I'm going down. I, I never in my life. I was I was a technical editor for 15 years, you know, with an engineering company. 
working in this office, like editing engineering documents. And here I am, like my hands are covered with glue and I'm going down to fix <laughs> this broken pipe that I just can't get to work no matter how I keep fixing it in, it keeps breaking. And I just got this smile on my face. And it's like, I can't believe that this is my life, that I'm out here every day. And so and it's you're like, content and you're yeah, stoked on it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's tough. I mean, the, the only cash I make is usually from tarot readings. And so it's like, it gets really tight sometimes, and it's really frustrating. And our, I drive a 20-year-old car, you know, that rattles down the road, but it gets, you know, those Toyotas never die, and so why get a new one when I have that? I don't own anything, you know. When I, I, I like to joke and say, when I die, there will be no physical evidence of me other than some clothes that are so shredded you won't even give them to Goodwill. And and then all my writing's just kind of out online. There's nothing really physical, and so... It's, it's hard, and I've got three kids at home, so it gets really tight sometimes. But the trade-off is, is like, there's no, like, I don't know. There's, like, I, we were just talking about it this morning, and it's, like, if we hadn't have done this and we hadn't have, like, moved out to California and taken some risks and some things happened where it looked like catastrophe, you know, we thought we were doomed. Even moving into this place was, like, if you would have, I guess you haven't seen it now, but if you would have seen the, the house we live in when we moved in here, we spent three months having to fix it, you know, just oh, wow. fix things up just because, like, we were at such a desperate place where there was nowhere else. And now I look back and think, oh, man, like, I'm actually kind of glad that all happened. I have such this different perspective on life and, yeah. and that I never would have gotten. And, like, you can just kind of see once you're out of the system and you're looking back in on the system, it's like, you're like, people, you don't yeah. have to go, this is arbit. everything's, all these rules are arbitrary. They're all Absolutely. arbitrarily set by, I mean, the, I, the agricultural revolution was really the domestication of humans, I think. I mean, I just think we're nomadic by nature. And so, like, we've been put into this system that it benefits a few people. And for some yeah, reason, we exactly. keep doing it's it. so fucked up. <laughs> yeah. But how do you get out? How do you stop it? it that's the system, you know, and it, you can't, and and then you can't even, like, say you got to get out of it because I wouldn't have if it wouldn't have been kind of forced upon me, you know, by student loan debt, <laughs> you know, that kind of was like spit me out where I'm at. But Yeah, I'm, I'm totally working towards that. I give myself another two years here in L.A., and I'm out. Like, um, I'm trying to simplify things like you, man. Yeah. I, I, I'm just trying to maybe get out to Idaho or Colorado, somewhere away from the city, dude, mm -hmm. and just live off the earth as much as I possibly can, you know? Yeah, it's tough um, because because you can't, there's no sovereign land, <laughs> so yeah, you have I to keep moving, you know? There's no, there's no place you can stand still unless you have the money to buy the land. Yeah, I'm trying to, you know, dip out of this system as much as I possibly can. I stayed with this beautiful, beautiful family in uh, Idaho who had a, a farm, a little kind of a vegetable farm and uh, fruit and different herbs and spices. And I'm like, this is what I want to do. This is what I'm going to work for. And I, I want to achieve this. It, it's just have a little farm and just a little piece of land and just, yeah, that's all I need. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like your whole life you've spent like building toward this thing where it's like where everybody's in this race to get mm -hmm. to this imaginary finish line. And it's like at some point you stop and you say, there's really no finish line. It's, it's really just, we're really just dogs chasing uh, an electric rabbit around a track. There's never going to be an end. 
Yeah. And really, what I want to do is just have a little farm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's really, I hope more people come to see that. But there's, it, man, there's not going to be one. land for farms pretty soon. Because I, I, I stepped back and I was just looking at my life and seeing, and I just realized that money is controlling my life. Money controls every important decision I make, yeah, yeah. which is so fucked up. Like, where I want to live, like, do I want to get married? Do I want to have kids? Do I want to approach my art full time? And it's just like, well, hey, dude, you got to think about money and money, finance. Yeah. It's so, it's, yeah. it's a shame. And the more and, money uh, you have, the more freedom you have. The more money you have, the more rights you have as a human being. <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah. like, it's over, over, it's not even a real thing anymore. It's just numbers in a computer now. It's crazy how it controls us. But yeah, I'm, I'm coming up with a, a mastermind plan. The system and, <laughs> Well, and, don't uh, reveal it. Don't reveal it. Oh, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, man, it, it's coming because I, I, I can't do this grind in, in the city. It's it's sucking the life out of me. Yeah, it sucks the life out of everybody. That's the problem. I, I'm here for a reason. I feel like there's a few things I need to achieve and some goals I need to meet. And then um, once they are, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fly on out of here. You're getting on out. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of come the opposite direction where I kind of came from uh, uh, we're coming from from Salt Lake City, which is really similar to Boise. I mean mm -hmm. it's a little bigger but but and and living right there in the mountains, you know where your backyard is the mountains and we came out to California and I don't know I love it here I, 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 I it's like I I, I, lo I like the people and I like I kind of but I don't have to I don't have a job that I have to have to drive to, you know what I mean? So I don't have to deal right. with the commute and those kind of things. And I always said Southern California would be the place to live if you didn't have to commute. And so somehow I yeah, pulled yeah. that off. And so that's why I, I really love it out here. But I could see myself going north, you know, when where it's a little cooler because uh, the heat's pushing me out of here. That's what's getting me. Do you, do you guys get any noise from the uh, – what's that? You guys have that Navy Yeah, base? Camp Pendleton, the Marine Camp base. Pendleton, yeah, good, man, it, shakes, it, shakes, the, it shakes the whole house, man. Oh, my God. It was dude. shaking the house last night, and, and I'm surprised we haven't heard it because helicopters were flying all over this morning before uh, before we, we hooked up. <laughs> was, I, was, yeah. I was thinking, man, halfway through this, through this uh, conversation, that helicopter is going to go flying right overhead. Yeah, no, and that was something that we didn't expect uh, when we moved out here. Uh, we were living in Orange County for uh, a year or so before when we first came out to California, and then we came out here because it's uh, you know cheaper to live out in in US, the further east you go away from the ocean, and and we didn't that first night the house was shaking and bombs yeah. were going off. We're like, what is going on? We were not expecting that, and now it's just I don't even I barely notice it anymore. It's like, oh, I dropping have, bombs. I have family in uh, Mission Viejo, San Juan, oh, yeah. Capistrano area. Yeah, yeah. And um, I go visit them, and I could hear it from there. So I could only imagine in Rainbow, dude. Yeah, yeah, no. And then, then the, the, well, do you know, have you ever seen, do you ever watch Arrested Development? Oh, that's one of my favorite shows. Yeah, you know, you know when uh, he's got the, the Lemon Grove? Yeah. That's, that's, that's Fallbrook. <laughs> that's oh, that, and, yeah. and it's, it's bad land because the, Marines use it as their their uh, throwaway, through whatever it's called, the throwaway. So yeah, it's funny. We're like when we were watching that, it's like yeah, hey, that's our house, that's where we live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so yeah, it's a crazy place to live because it's like it's so beautiful, and we're well, you know the uh, the there's a gate to Camp Pendleton like right there, like five miles from my house, and so that that is what's where they bomb, it's where they train, um, they they play war games out, it's the artillery training, and it's just like it's funny to live out here with all the all the agriculture and then the bombs in the background. <laughs> Yeah, but you know it really Weird it really concept. gives you another pr- a perspective is when you're laying in bed at ten o'clock at night and your windows are rattling, and sometimes it's so loud you're like, oh my gosh, that's going to shatter the windows, and then you think, what if you were just like waking up one day <laughs> and that was a real bomb going off in your neighborhood, yeah. you know? Yeah. How terrifying that would be! Just the sound of you know the the test ones makes me nervous. Fucking wild. Yeah, it's what, crazy. What's your uh, what's your ritual or approach? To pulling cards, like prior, do you just kind of sit, or do you just just jump into it? Do you meditate? Do you do some breath work? Yeah, yeah. So, so here's the <laughs> here's here's the process of this 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 episode is quickly turning into a, a me talking about me. So that's okay. When I do when I read cards, I'll, I'll I I try to be completely random as possible so like sometimes and sometimes it's hard because sometimes you'll get the same cards and it's like I just posted those cards I don't want to you know but I just throw three cards down and it usually takes me an hour maybe a little bit over an hour to sometimes it takes me a couple two three hours to like actually come up with something to write and I just what I try to do is I just look at those cards and just wait for something to come to me Mm. and if I can get a start or an end if I can get that first paragraph written or that last paragraph written, the rest usually just, bam, just comes Close. to life. And so I don't even know. Someone was asking me the other day uh, in a in a DM. They were asking me, "How do you come up with the, Where do you come up with your inspiration?" And I said, "I don't know." Yeah. I just I look at the card and I think, all right, well, and I'll, I'll skim through the pictures, you know, to kind of connect with the energy on that person's Instagram kit page, try to get an idea of maybe what they're going through in their life right now. Mm-hmm. And then it's just a matter of like, all right, what can I how, what can I say that I haven't said before? And that's where it's starting to get hard because it's like, I've done 700 tarot readings in the past year, and it's like, now I'm really like pushing myself. It's like, how do I get to that next level where, it's just not the same things over and over again? Because it's like, if I just give you a straight interpretation of the cards, you don't need me. You just need a tarot book. You can do that yourself. Yeah. So. So it's I, it's really about tapping into that creative process. How can you? How can I say this in a way that it's never been said? Yeah, it's um, the whole commitment to pulling from the heavens. Like this creative energy is is a amazing thing because I used to. I was like highly dependent on drugs to to be creative, to be creative. Yeah. for for way too long, and and when I was younger and stuff. And it came to the point where I'm like, oh, my God, I could only be creative if I get high. Right. And it's like, what am I going to do this for the rest of my life? Like, <laughs> it's just it's not going to work, you know? Uh-huh. So, um, you know, I started to clean up. Through the grace of God, I, I kicked a lot of bad habits. And um, I think I mentioned this before. I, I started using, I don't recommend this to anyone, but psychedelic drugs to to conquer my addiction and it was this this crazy like experiment i don't think it's that crazy i think it's really i think it would be really helpful for a lot of people because i was a 
severe. I mean, I don't know how many people are going to hear this. My parents are probably going to hear this, but it's nothing they don't know. I'm not trying to get all. <laughs> you don't like, have to. You don't have to. You don't have to reveal anything you don't want to reveal. No, but I think it's. I think people need to hear, and it's really an interesting thing. I mean, um, most people don't take this approach to addiction, but I mean, with a psychedelic experience, you come face to face with your soul. And you, all the, the demons are thrusted upon you face on. And you have no choice but to face them and walk them down. And, um, but after a while, I'm like, I can't be doing this once a month, you know? Right. Like, because what you're doing with psychedelic drugs and um, heavy yoga and, and powerful yogas is you're, you're clearing past karma, present karma, and future karma, which is a beautiful thing because you, you can get to the point where you're living to your highest potential but also it can like speed up time almost in this weird way and speed up your awareness to the point where like it's a little too much where you're maybe not connecting with people because well, you're so far <laughs> yeah you're almost like ahead and, and yeah uh -huh. yeah we're not there and but it, it, it's that's when amazing synchronicities start happening and and um just you can kind of sit there and, and picture your future and how it's going to happen. And I know that sounds way out, but, um, and, and I, you know, using psychedelics and, and powerful yoga is a commitment in itself, you know? Right. A lot of people don't realize that they, they do this, you know, heavy yoga and, and um, a lot of crazy stuff comes to the surface. When I started doing yoga, I felt terrible. I, I it would just I would just like I said all this trauma came to the surface, and and I'd finish up a session and just be like oh my god that was, I thought I was supposed to feel good like I look around everyone in the rooms like oh like everything, like looking great yeah, they've already released it yeah let's go get a cold pressed juice and like, <laughs> I'm like oh my god dude like I'm gonna have a nervous breakdown but I keep going back I keep going back and I think within that year. Um, you know, after I, I um, left behind all these bad habits, it, it was a it was a difficult experience doing yoga. What was going on in yoga? Was it when you were when you were doing yoga, you were these thoughts were coming into your head, or through like yeah, meditation, it, these these old you were reliving old memories, or were you new, um, re, clear, you were just clearing karma like you were with psychedelic drugs drugs, but just yeah. as you were doing yoga? Yeah, that that was. I mean. That was the blessing of, you know, making the transition from psychedelic drugs to yoga you were because I, I could slowly release it instead of just like, bam, <laughs> yeah, you know, kicking open my chakras and like, oh, like fucking, you know, yeah. um, you want to do that stuff slowly. Right. And um, so with yoga, you can do it slowly and, and gradually. But um, yeah, it was more like unresolved grief and trauma that I never dealt with and was basically like numbing myself through um, self-medicating, you know, for many, many years. And then all of a sudden they're just right in front of my face and uh, yoga demands purity. Right. And um, I, it changed my life. Yoga truly changed my life. And um, so that's your, is that, that's your, would you say like your spiritual practice is yoga? Is that the yeah, one that gets I, you? I would I would say so. Yeah, I, I've kind of um, dialed it back a little bit because um, 
I realized I was moving too much energy, and like I would like sleep two hours a night, and just like right, uh, right, and you didn't need it. Probably yeah, you need so it. I'm I'm trying to like dial it back a little bit, but yeah, most definitely um, uh, yoga, meditation. What uh, type fast. of meditations do you do? Um, do you just there's there various. Yeah, I, I sit. Um, I mean, there, there's so many different types. Just whatever you're feeling at the at the moment. Yeah, that's kind of how I am too. It's just yeah, I'm, I'm trying to simplify things, but um, fasting has been tremendous for me lately because um, you know the whole our brain is connected to our gut. You you have a toxic gut, you're gonna have a toxic brain. You're gonna have a, a muddy and uh, I mean your stomach is full of toxins. It's gonna go right straight to your brain. So um, you clean out your gut and you have a sharp mind. And um, I, I'm trying to just fit in as many hours a day as I can because I, I do work from you know, 7 to 4 at a hospital. And then after work, I'm like, I grind for another five hours. And to just fully, like, have your brain firing at every cylinder, you need mm -hmm. to keep your stomach clean. So I never eat till I'm full. Um, I eat small meals. Um, some days I, I don't eat at all. And my brain is just boom, 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 like sure. on to the next. Yeah, I mean that's why I mean, you finish a big meal and you're like, Ugh, I don't want to do shit. I just want to sit here. So um, yeah, I, I've been even looking into this uh, intermittent fa intermittent fasting, where you eat one meal a day. And um, yeah, I heard yeah. it's like real that deal. Sounds, that might be something to look into too. My uh, problem is the late night. Yeah, the Buddhists <laughs> eat one meal a day. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've just noticed the less I eat, I mean, I listen to my body. If I'm super right. hungry, if I worked out hard at the gym, all right, I'm going to eat a big meal. But, like, the less I eat, the more power I have upstairs in my brain. And, um, yeah, the late night eating, that's like, you, you want to, the sun isn't out, so your digestive fire is not burning hot. So, um, yeah, I would avoid that's that. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. So, to just live your life like you're a plant. Absolutely, dude. Adopt yeah. that, dude. That that is the best way to approach the way you eat. I know that's a hard one for people to grasp, yeah. but uh, especially for the seasons and stuff. But um, yeah, always always give yourself three out. I'm not here. I'm all preaching this. No, but I mean, I always I need to hear it. Three hours before you go to sleep, like you eat a meal and then wait three hours to go to sleep, because um. You go to sleep after you eat, and your body stops digesting food once you fall asleep, and then all that stuff in your stomach ferments, bro. What about like a, a bag of cookies, like right before bed? No boy, <laughs> no, nope, nope. no, boy, no. That's why you're waking up. The next morning <laughs> that, that, that bag of cookies fermented in your gut. That's and, why you're seeing me like shit on Instagram at 3 a.m. Because I'm awake. <laughs> yeah, but it, it just. Um, that's another thing that was huge for me is the whole just a new approach to health totally just rewired my brain. Um, there's a lot of imprints and crazy grooves in my brain that I had to just uh, get in there and re-chisel. And uh, that, was, that was huge for me, the whole well, diet thing. Do you think working at a hospital and all the energies mostly painful and, and mm -hmm. negative and, and – being yeah. filled with anxiety. Do you think that 
like do you think that's the reason you kind of have to go so extreme when you leave just to balance yeah um i i i worked in the neurotrauma icu at ucla medical center for four years which was fucking insane as you can imagine i mean it was the the only uh, level one trauma center on that side of town. So we got the worst of the worst, dude. And um, it wasn't so much seeing the patients all fucked up. It was seeing, like, the families destroyed, like, young five-year-old kids, like, seeing their dad just destroyed in in a car accident. So, I mean, you know, being an empath, as you you know, like you are, Uh and and just picking up on that just everywhere Uh was heavy. It, it, it was really difficult. Um, so in the last year, I, I actually got this amazing opportunity to switch over to, to pediatric uh, research. So I'm um, I'm working with younger kids. And it's more it's more focused on hope. Absolutely, yeah. and it's it's in research, and we were yeah, it, it's it's amazing. So I'm I'm not dealing with so much suffering. That's and, good. um, I, you know, I, I, I made the best of it when I was in the ICU and I, I would, um, try, you know, shine some light wherever I could. And, um, but yeah, it, it was tough. It was what tough what to do you, what was the transition like going from a life of seeing trauma to switching over to research? And do you think that, did that throw your, like, when you were in that work, did that throw you out of whack because you were so used to having to go put so much energy into bringing it back that when that wasn't there, like now all of a sudden you're too much the other way. Yes, it was, it was weird at first. Um, it was like, there wasn't like, I needed more stimulus. I mean, it was a lot less stressful and I'm like, Oh cool. Like, but it was just too quiet. Like, it was just like, Oh, Whoa, dude, this is like, I got like, what do I do now? You know? And, um, because I would live by a pager. The pager would control my life when I was working in the ICU, right. and it was just go, go, go. The show must go on. Always something to do. And now it's definitely a slower pace. So it took me about a year and a half to kind of like you know, bring the gears down and just like, all right. But um, I, I feel so blessed to bring it down a notch and um, not live with that tremendous stress. And um, it's it's for an amazing cause to you know help kids with neurological. Um, conditions or um yeah i don't i don't know how i got here man like working away <laughs> some some days I sit back, i'm like how how did i end up in the medical industry this is fuck amazing you know because i'm not this like book smart dude you know i'm not the smartest dude and then people are like oh you work in the neurology department are you like a neurosurgeon i'm like no 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 like i'm just a technician i just run it's not just the technician. The technicians are doing the work. Yeah, I, I run the test for the for the doctors, and that's about it. And um, but yeah, I, I I do agree. I'm part of a team who's making a difference in people's lives. But I'm at the very bottom of the totem pole. And um, I guess that, I guess that depends on how you uh, define success. <laughs> Sometimes the bottom of the totem pole is the place to be. It's a little less stressful. Yeah, the foundation of it. Um, but yeah, it, it's. It's a trip. Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. It's been a, it's been a, a trippy life, huh? <laughs> it really has. It really has. Um, it's all happened so quickly, especially in the last five years. Like I said, the whole accelerating time, if you will, and karma has been wild. How is, how is your family with your, your spirituality 
Are, is that have, have you did you always kind of grow up like this or or are they oh, accepting of it? Absolutely, they're absolutely yeah, accepting. Cool. Yeah, accepting of it. Um, I was not spiritual at all. I mean, th this whole whatever you want to call it awakening happened. I'd say in 2012, and prior to that, I was just a non-believer. I was just a, a realist. I was. Uh, I wouldn't say a nihilist, but maybe borderline nihilist. And um, anything remotely spiritual, remotely religious, I would spurn it. I would just like, no, like that's just some fairy tale shit. Like Peter Pan is just as relevant than any of this. And it was just, I don't know why I was like that, but I, I was. And um, things started happening. Um, three of my very dear friends passed away over the course of a, a couple of years. So, you know, naturally that can kind of, you know, make you question, like, well, what is really going on here with right. life, death, God, whatever. And then, um, I mean, the biggest thing was getting sober, cleaning up, purifying my body and mind. Um, I started fasting. And like I said, doing the psychedelic drugs and um, a lot of yoga. And that just... I mean, over the course of a year, between 2012 and 13, just ripped me open into this uh, this beautiful spiritual realm, and um, it, it's been so amazing. I've learned so much about myself, um, so much about humanity, and um, you know, we all have our own approach to spirituality, and um, I'm not going to go too deep into right, that. Right, right, no, no. I mean, what, what, mainly it purified me. Right. And it, it gave me a purpose. And um, that's what I'm grateful for. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. That is awesome. I, I'm, uh, I don't, I don't know how you and I actually crossed paths, but I'm glad we did. I'm glad to, uh, like, it's just been such a wild trip this past year, you know, especially. It's like so much has opened up in the past one year. Yeah, th yeah, it's been a quick year. I feel like I'm in a time machine. Um, and, um, yeah, it, it's just... Uh... Do you do you feel like there's, like, this community growing? I mean, it changes through the... through every You know, it changes daily, but, I mean, there's this, there's something brewing, and it's... it's it, I don't know, there's this social media... I don't know that it will continue on social media, but that's at least the way to find people, you know, yes, and to make yes. the connections. But it, there's this community just grows stronger and stronger every day. It's so rad. And it's so cool to see. And I just I just hope to see that someday, like, at least, like, jump the social media and make it into, you know, local levels. I, I, I hope, like, like the, the, the spirituality that people are experiencing on the social media level, like, translates into their lives as well. Yeah, I've I've met, like, in the last, I've had, whatever, Instagram for the last year, um, year and a half, I think, and I've met lifelong friends. I've yeah. developed lifelong relationships with beautiful spiritual seekers, and um, it's it's just been such an From amazing experience. From all over the world. From all, all over the world, world. and, like, crazy. I've gotten the chance to meet quite a few in person, and it, it's just been so rad, like, and you know, a lot of people like the dog, like uh, social media. Yeah, it's just so, but it's it's there's a deep connection to it. I, I think more with spiritual seekers and like 
No, the, the cool thing about Instagram is you can modify it to like your interests. Right. And um, I, I just it's it's been so great. It's right. A huge networking tool. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. It's been it's been so, I think it's helped so many people with their spirituality. I just and and live more fulfilled lives. That I just I just think it's awesome. I'm, and I'm I'm so glad that we were able to talk. I also have uh, a few thing opportunities going on where I'll probably be out in LA more often. So uh, we definitely need to uh, get together. Absolutely. Because, because like you said, I love I love when it manifests in real life. Yeah, <laughs> it's rad. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, and, yeah. And I make it, I make it down to your way. I'd like to check out the farm, but it, it'd be cool. I remember you're trying to do this whole um, hobo retreat thing. Yeah. To potentially bring whoever lives in California together. Well, wherever you lived, anywhere. Yeah, we were trying. We're trying to do it. So I mean, wanting to do something like that and it actually happening, and <laughs> such a, you know the the people, the people that. It seems like my message tends to reach, or my re message reaches tend to be uh, kind of financially challenged as well, <laughs> like me. And so it's hard to get financing together to bring people together into one place. So that's the, the big obstacle we've been been battling. But you know, someday, someday it's going to be there's going to be a big gathering, and we're all going to get together. Yeah, a little retreat. That would be so amazing. <laughs> that's the dream. That's the dream. Yeah. We need that. I mean, because this this soul tribe is growing bigger each day. Yeah, and there, and there's like new different factions, and there's different groups, and everybody's just kind of working in. There's different different tribes working individually, which is synergistically making this new machine move. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so cool, man. I'm really grateful. It's awesome. It's great. So, so if anyone wants to uh, get in touch with you. Your Almograph on Instagram, that's right. and that's the best way to uh, to see your artwork. Almograph, yes, A L M A G R A P H. Almograph. Um, yeah, I got my art up there. I'm gonna have my music up there. I'm gonna start selling prints. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm having, I'm having fun with this art thing. Yeah, well, I, I'm ex I'm excited to see where it goes because uh, I think I think the more people that see it, the more people are gonna connect with it because i i do i don't even know i look at it and i for, at the first glance at your art i'm like what am i looking at i don't know what i'm looking at but i connect to it and then the more you look at it the more you start to see stuff and it's cool i love it thank you so much brother that means a lot all right man well... when my rambling days are over and my gambling days are through when my rambling days are over and my gambling days are through. If you tell me that you love me, I'll be coming back to you.